All right, hey, this is the inaugural edition of the Two Sweet Dads podcast. <laughs> you want to tell them why it's Sweet Dads? Well, I'm DJ Sweet, of course. There you go. There you and go. And I'm just, I'm just sweet. And your name would be horrible because if we had it was the two, <laughs> if it was the two Leech Dads. Yeah, that won't work. Well, we'd get an audience, but they would be expecting certain, <laughs> perhaps disgusting and gross. That's true. Topics. It, does, it doesn't work. Sweet is universally a better name. You, you're so lucked out. And plus, DJ just kind of flows. Greg, no. I mean, I love my name, but I have seven grandkids, and not one is, is named Greg. Well, but that's okay. I have three grandkids. None of them. The closest I have, my name is Daniel Jared Sweet. And yeah. the closest I get is there's J. There's O and J. Okay. And so okay. That's, that's the closest. That's the tip of the cat. A cap. That's yeah, to my middle cap. name. But it's really, it's, yeah. it's my son's name, as you know, which you nicknamed right. him, J-Rod. J-Rod. And does he, does he accept J-Rod? Is that still a term of endearment for him? Well, it's the interesting thing that we, that, so he's just recently married. So for those of you who are actually listening to this, and right now we all have an audience of one, <laughs> which is Janelle, hey, my wife. Janelle. Who doesn't love Janelle? Because she's like the only one. She's, she's so looking forward to this, and she may be the only one at all. No, Lisa, ever, my, my wife will listen. Yeah, I said the only one who may be looking forward to this. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's, that's true. So this is, uh, this is our opportunity just to share the wit and wisdom Yes. Of two middle-aged fathers into grandfathers. So what percentage of wit versus wisdom would you say? Well, I think for me, I'd be the wisdom side. Yes. And, and you would be the wit side. I'll take that. I'm being generous, I'll, I'll of course. <laughs> I think both wit and wisdom will come from me. I don't even, actually, I don't even know why you're here. Uh, eye candy. That was pretty obvious. <laughs> you, you, you know, on, the, on a podcast. Yeah, there's, there's no <laughs> video here. There you go. No wisdom. There you go. I lack <laughs> in that department. That shows. That clearly shows. So I think what we we're going to do is we're going to talk to each other like we always do because we seem to have a good time yeah. and we seem to solve all the world's problems. We seem well, to pontificate. Yeah. See, I, I don't, I'm not sure what that means. But, <laughs> you know, the. Um, <laughs> I, when I was thinking about doing this, and you, you might have thought about it years uh, before me, but I was just thinking, I've, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but what? Uh, on what topic, on, on what theme, and who would I do it with? I didn't want to do it by myself. I'm not qualified. Uh, so I thought, DJ, like you said, we always have a good time. We always bring something to the table, whether it's you know facts or, or not so much. Um, we're not so factual, uh, but it's always entertaining, regardless, right? Yeah, at least to you, me, and Janelle. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Pretty much. Really, yeah. So you're asking about, does Jared, my yeah. son Jared, still embrace the, um, the J -Rod. name? J-Rod. So it's interesting, because you yeah. know he's recently married, and so this is a good yes. topic for two dads talking about having a new addition to the family and how that changes the dynamic. Yeah. So his uh, his wife calls him Jer. 
Really? Yeah. That's like Jer, like someone, you know, maybe Seinfeld's best friend would call him Jer. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, he responds. He responds to J Rod. He is J Rod to the family still, but now we have this new element of Jer. <laughs> have you taken a vote on it, or is oh, that? Oh well, yeah. It's it's overwhelmingly it is a thumbs thumbs down for the Jer. Okay. Yeah. As it should be. I don't want to inflict any pain or anything, but it's it's not a good nickname. Now she doesn't have like honey bun or. You know, any type of cute little nickname for him? Not that I've seen. Not yet. But it just, it brings up okay. an interesting, you know, the interesting challenge of bringing in someone new to your family. Because yeah. it, it oper- your family has operated for so long in a certain way. <laughs> and <Yeah>. then you <laughs> have this new person who, who supersedes you. Yes, for the first time ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And her vote's like 100%, really. Right. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. And so you can't, you know, it's not, oh, it's not like we could sit there and, and say, you know, there's no Jer. There can, there can be no Jer. <laughs> there can, no. We, so, we voted down. So you're just kind of left with, you know, just looking at it and say, well, it is what it is, and you don't like it, and 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 you know you don't. I don't call him Jer. We'll never call no. him Jer. No, because there's no E in his name. But then, but then she blames us because his name is J A R R O D, and it's we say it Jared, and so people think it's J A R E D. But even then, how do you get if it's J A R E D? How do you get Jer out of that either? Right? Shouldn't that be Jar? Yeah. And that would sound bad. Yeah, so. You know. I mean, Jar would be short for Jarhead, I would think. But, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. That's, that's a tough one. Um, my son, Matthew, my only son, um, his middle name is Gregory. You know, I, I kind of wanted, I didn't want to name Greg, Greg Leach, because that's a lot of pressure to have, you know, to carry that name. In what, in what circles would that be a lot of pressure? <laughs> in what circles? Uh, it was kind of a big deal in grade school. I, uh, I peaked out in fourth grade, but... You know, it's a whole different topic, different story. But um, so I named him Gregory Edward or uh, Matthew Gregory. And come to find out, the only time I ever heard my name in his name was when he was in trouble. And -hmm. the emphasis was always on my name. It'd be like, Matthew Gregory. But never, you know. But never was, that, was that you or was that your wife emphasized? That, that's Lisa. Yeah, I, okay. I would never desecrate my own name. But yeah, Lisa would just, for some reason, angry, angry with Gregory versus more so than Matt. And so psychologically, you have to think that she was mad at me at the same time. Uh-huh. She's saying my name. So uh-huh. it was a, a two for one, as they say. She was angry at two people. <laughs> no, not just uh, you. What's that? Just you, not two people. Just just, you. just me, because I I help create that little monster. Yeah, she's a, no. You get blamed for it. <laughs> no, he's not a little monster, as you know. He's he's okay. We have we have two good sons. Yeah. And and our daughters aren't so bad. Um, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. Yeah, you are. You are. So now, I was thinking the other day. Oh yeah, what you got? No, go no, go ahead. I was thinking the other day. That we, we have a sh- common interest and in that we like to, 
we like to point out when people look like each other. Yes. Now you do it. You do it better than I do because I do it kind of snarkily. Oh. Okay. I will do it. Yeah. I will do it when when I'm watching television or a movie, and if yeah. I see somebody and see them look like somebody, I say, "Oh, look, that guy looks like so and so," and it wouldn't be anything I share because it's usually not very complimentary. <laughs> because I held, uh, it goes. There was a time where we lived in Oregon, and there was this little girl who looked like Princess Fiona from Shrek when oh. she was the ogre version. Yeah, that's not so, good. No, it's not. No, that's not something you share. But you do. No. You you look for celebrities lookalikes. I do, and I, I I'll I'll even be going through the airport, and I, I'm thinking I'm seeing someone. I don't know why that is. It just. Uh, and I've, I've found a few, I mean, I, I, uh, but it's just interesting because I, I think everyone has a twin somewhere. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and I, I found one for you, who was uh, Tom Burnett, who was a uh, hero uh, during 9-11, the plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Um, and I thought it was a pretty good, Lisa, sometimes my wife, when I, when I show her someone I think looks like someone else, she goes, uh, no, I'm, I'm not seeing that. Then my reply is always, well, if you turn your head real quick. <laughs> uh, and which, you know, which works. I mean, it's, it's like a glance, right? Well, that's, and, yeah, it's because that's yeah. what you do. That's what you do. When you have the glance, it's your You're brain. You're staring people down. Right. So, yeah. And it's, it's never a carbon copy. It's never like, oh, it's like looking in the mirror. It's just like, right. ooh, my brain processed that that guy looks like so-and-so. So when someone tells you you look like someone and you're waiting for that response, how do you feel? Oh, it's, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. You don't know which way it's going to go. And I've had, my, my, my looks obviously have devolved over the course of my life because... You weren't I, always as handsome is what you're saying. No, no, I used to be better because when I was in college, <laughs> people say, oh, you look like Matt Dillon. Yeah. So from The Outsiders and from yeah. Something About Mary. And then it was, you look like the white guy from In Living Color, yeah. which would be Jim Carrey. That would be Jim Carrey. And then it was, you look like Drew Carey. <laughs> and that is not that's not an exaggeration for comedic purposes that is the truth and then I had some friends when we lived in Oregon they went and saw a little movie a little yeah. movie called School of Rock oh my no and yes no and way and they said the, the, the young the young man probably 15, 16, they finish the movie and then they come over and they say hey you remind us of that guy in School of Rock and I said, oh, like the way he teaches and stuff, the way that he engages with people, his humor. And, <laughs> way to lead them. And, and, I, like and, I, and I said, not, not the way he looks. And the, and the young man said, oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Oh, my oh, goodness. See, so, yeah, I mean, it, you went know. from 16 Magazine to... Yeah. Hey, that happens to the best of us. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I never get anybody good. It's usually the guy down the street and... It's it's never I, I just recently got the uh, you remember the guy I think I told you this uh, yes let's see if you can remember the oh guy oh my goodness uh, he has a, a a funky name let's put it that way yes. and he was in I get the <laughs> a wedding movie and I get the weddings mixed up but apparently through your research 
you found out that he was actually in the movie I mentioned, but it was like part two type thing, right? Yeah, so, the, so it was, the, it was for those Del, of you Del, that were not Delmore, part of that conversation. No. Delmore, Del, Del Monroe, Dermont, Dermont Monroney. Yeah, right. and, and I'll, I'll take that. I don't think I, I don't think I look like him, but you know. So I've for those of you that are not uh, have a you uh, personal subscription to Internet Movie Database, the individual that he's talking <laughs> about was in the movie My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts as the love interest of both Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz. Which is interesting because my wife looks like Julia Roberts. This is crazy. <laughs> Do you uh, have a new wife? No. <laughs> well, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> You know, I have a lovely wife, but yeah, um, because no, she's she's not redheaded at all and not particularly no. tall, and, and I don't think her, I don't think she has horse horse teeth. <laughs> no, <laughs> can we say that? Well, no, yeah, she, nobody's she, listening. That's true. Do you think Julia Roberts is going to hear this and and then uh, come after us? No, I don't think. so. Do you so. think that if we if she did hear this, that this is the first time she ever heard that she has really big mouth and teeth? She, she does, and it seems to be working for her somehow. So it's it's probably really, I, they're probably insured for five million dollars. You think? Mouth. Do you think she's pretty? Do you no. think she's a pretty woman? No. I know and she's in Pretty Woman, but do you think I, she's a pretty I, woman? I, no. Well, I think that for that movie, she she fit that perfectly, and just the way she worked with Richard Gere, who's what he's eighty now, whatever he is. But <laughs> um, but she she did she was great in that movie. I, I don't. I don't go to a movie to see Julia Roberts, and she's not someone I, I you know, there's other actresses, Sofia Vergara, you know, people like that. That's kind of my You like, my volu- taste. You like voluptuous. Yeah, dark, dark hair, dark, more of a, yeah, dark skin, so. Uh, but my wife is number one. Yeah, you know, I mean, Sofia came, came to, my, to our door, knocked on our door, and somehow was able to pronounce my name correctly. And that's the key. Would that matter, really? I mean, if, she said, <laughs> if she came to the door and said, Greg, Gregory, Gregory, yes. Le, Gregory Lecca. <laughs> she would, uh, leche, I think the word, the word would be leche, <laughs> which is, of course, milk, but leech, leche is close enough, and I'd have to leave, yes. And I've, I've told Lisa this, and she understands, and her, her words were, uh, have fun. So, does, she, uh, does she have someone? Well, that's, that's a great lead in there. That's, that's great. She, she did it one time, uh, Mel Gibson, and that was many years ago. I would say about 25 years ago or so. And uh, it was a Saturday morning. We woke up and uh, that morning, and she had this big smile on her face, you know, very content. And I said, what's, what's going on? She goes, oh, I had this wonderful dream. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm a guy. I'm thinking, well... She had a wonderful dream. I'm, I was in the dream. <laughs> so I asked her, I said, what, what was I in it? She goes, no. I said, oh, no, you were. You were, actually. I said, okay, well, what, what happened? She goes, well, <clears throat> I was in bed with Mel Gibson. <laughs> I said, you've got to be kidding me. Well, how was it? She goes, it's not always about that. You always think it's about that. It's not, well, it's not always about because that. Because if a man's having a dream about a woman <laughs> in their bed, it's about that. It's about that. Because so, otherwise, it would not be a very fun dream. No, no. I mean, yeah. So she, she just um, said, you know, it's, it's not about that. It, we're just talking and, and whatever. I'm like, okay, it's your dream. You have your, you know, that's your license to say whatever. So um, she goes, but you were in it because... 
I heard that your car come up the driveway, and so I ran to the bathroom. And number one, if she wasn't doing anything, why is she running away? Anyway, she, she ran to the bathroom, hid. Yeah, I because if, if you come in and Mel Gibson's <laughs> in the bed, it doesn't make any better, that it makes any difference that she's in the bathroom. No, it doesn't. But right? this is what, this is the interesting part, is I came up the stairs, opened the door, and this is what she said I said. I opened the door and said, honey, Mel Gibson's in our bed. It's almost like I was thrilled that it wasn't like Art the Neighbor. That would be pretty bad. But Mel Gibson, that's a story. That's something I could carry with me. Yeah, the marriage is over, but that's a good story. Yeah, if you're going to lose to yes, anybody, lose to a Hollywood exactly. heartthrob. Exactly. At the time. At the time. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. I think, I think it's totally different now. I think she's... Um, Matthew McConaughey, I think that's, that, that's her guy. Which I don't get. Uh, have you seen him without a shirt? Well, seen and a then have you seen me it. without my shirt? It's it's a yeah, it's night and day. But there's a lot of celebrities that have a nice physique. He has that um, drawl, right? Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So you think you it's know. just a southern coolness Texan kind I, of thing? I think so. I, he, he's very cool, and um, you know, we we and I, I'm totally okay with that. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine, and it's okay to evolve. You can't you can't stay with one person celebrity wise because you never know what's going to happen. Whoop. See, mine mine are, mine's rather interesting because for whatever reason, I I like women who could probably kick my butt. Okay, stop right there. Uh, can I guess? Sure. I don't think you'd get it, but really? Yeah. Um. Roundy, what's her name? Rowdy, Roundy, the uh, boxer. No, no, I'm not talking like I'm not talking like real, <laughs> like a real okay. person who could kick. No, what's what's her name though? What's her name? Uh, you know uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, the the MMA, yeah, Ronda yeah, Rousey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, not her. no, it's it's like it's like a Bellatrix from from Harry Potter. Oh, I I don't know Harry Potter. I know he was in some books and movies, but no, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, just like these evil witchy type characters. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Is that because of your life as a as straight arrow? Yeah, teacher. Uh, you have rules. You have uh, expectations. You have you know hundreds of eyes watching you. Every move you make, everything you say, and then this is kind of your release. I don't know. Of sorts? I don't know, because I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm fascinated by this uh, kind of duality of human existence. Hmm. Right? So I, I love mob movies. But part of What's my, part of my oh, attraction to mob movies is how they can present themselves to the world. And the world, their inner circle accepts them as, you know, good people, even though they're the most evil people around. They do not. Mm-hmm. They do nothing good, but they will. They will give to the church, and they will give to the community, and everybody loves them. At the same time, they're just taking, 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 taking. Yeah. So maybe that's where it's from. Do you have a certain movie you're thinking of? Oh, Goodfellas. In general. Yeah. yeah. Goodfellas is hands down. I don't get. I don't get why people think The Godfather is so great. Actually. Like number one, number two movie ever. Is what the AFI says. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, 
I've, I mean, I think Godfather 2 is better than 1. I think, I think they're both pretty boring. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah it, maybe it's uh, the Mafia influence. You know, they have a lot of, they, they, they pull a lot of strings in Hollywood. So maybe that's it. They kind of persuaded maybe physical intimidation. It is the Mafia after all. Yeah. So that's so. why I, maybe that's why I just. So num- number one movie that had, has made a lasting impression on you at, at any stage of your life. What's, what's the number one movie? So it's interesting you ask it because I teach you. a class called, that uses movies to teach character. Oh. And so the I did exam- not know that. I do. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, uh. It's based on positive psychology and looking at 24 character strengths that are hmm. then depicted in movies and using movies as exemplars for these character strengths. So then you try to emulate the characters and improve your life. So the example that I always give is saving the end of Saving Private Ryan. Ah. When uh, Matt Damon's character is you know, fast transformed into an old man. You know, he's fast forward in his life and he's standing at the graveside of Tom Hanks' character, and he's saying, you know, because as Tom Hanks' final words were to tell Matt Spoiler Davis, alert, spoiler alert. Well, yeah, if no. you haven't, it's been, what, <laughs> it was 1997. If you haven't seen Saving Private Ryan by yeah, now. It's on you. Yeah, that's totally, yes, not my okay. fault. Uh, and so the last words that uh, Tom Hanks' character uh, tells Matt Damon's character, Private Ryan, is earn this, and the this is the sacrifice that was made by the men who went looking for Private Ryan, who went and saved Private Ryan. Yeah. So then they dissolve from the, the World War II scene to the cemetery in modern day, and there is Private Ryan as an old man standing with his wife, and his wife approaches him, and, his, and uh, Private Ryan just says to his wife, tell me I'm a good man. Tell mm-hmm. me I've lived a good life. And it gets me every time because that's the experience I want. I just to got have. chills right now just from you saying that. That's, that's crazy. the experience I want. I want yeah. my family to be able to tell me at the end of the day that I was a good man. I lived a good life. And the great thing about that scene is, his wife responds with, "What?" As if, "Why do you need me to say that?" It's mm. self-evident that you are. Um, yeah. But that's what that's what motivates me because I want that experience. I want my family to be able to say that about me. I love that. Okay. Get out the tissues, man. I do. I got some right that, here. That's awesome. All that is, that, yeah, yeah. No, that's, you know, I forgot about that. That a great movie. Um, mine's a little more simple, as you would expect, because uh, you're wisdom, I'm wit. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how witty this is, but you know what mine is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, probably because I speak more like him than any other actor, but uh, back when it came out, I was uh, summer of my senior year. Uh, I must have seen Rocky five times. And it was such a a game changer for that time. Uh, The Olympics were happening. Uh, We had a a young man from Tacoma named Leo Randolph, who was a Tacoma Gold Glove boxer champion. Yeah, I knew that. 
I had no idea he was going to the Olympics. I guess I didn't read the paper or watch the news back then, but I'm watching um, TV that summer at the Olympics, and here's Howard Cosell interviewing my friend Leo Randolph. And Tell me a just, little bit about that experience. <laughs> right there! There you go. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, he, iconic Howard Cosell, right? Love him or hate him, it's no doubt he's iconic, but... Uh, yeah, that's that's that was Leo and talking about the Russian and you know, it was just the coolest thing and and then they they flew him from SeaTac to Tacoma Cheney Stadium, which was you know our AAA ballpark back then. It was for the uh, Tacoma Twins or the uh, Minnesota Twins. Anyway, um, he was a gym leader with myself. I was around these guys who were athletes for gym class. I was not an athlete per se, I, <laughs> as you know. I, I pretend I like to, I'm active, but I'm not an, what you would call an athlete. But um, the guy to my left was Aaron Williams, who uh, had the national record for the triple jump at 53, 50, 50 feet and three quarter inches. Uh, his son, Kason Williams, played for University of Washington not too long ago, mm-hmm. and um, great football player. And then Leo Randolph was the other guy. And so after watching Rocky all summer, I practiced uh, for hours doing the Rocky push-up. And again, not, not a great athlete. So it wasn't an easy thing to do dun, at dun, first. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I didn't do raw eggs. I didn't do anything like that. But I practiced the, uh, the push-ups to the point where I could do them really well. And, I, and uh, we had a lead Back then, we used to call them calisthenics, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. Jumping jacks, push-ups, whatever. Get in the line. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And I had all these sophomores, and I was this big old senior. One, and, two, three, four. Five. Yeah. I said, guys, get down for push-ups. They all get down. And then I looked at them and said, we're doing Rocky push-ups. Again, I had prepped for this, <laughs> and I ran off some push-ups, and, and they were just they were falling down and collapsing. It was it was really probably one of the high points of my my senior year. But yeah, it was a motivating movie for me. Um, one of my favorite lines in the movie, uh, I think we talked about this before, was uh, uh, he's uh, with Adrian in his apartment. <laughs> Adrian. And his line was, and, and I guess in, in the, as they were acting this out, um, she had a uh, 103, 104 degree temperature, just deathly sick, and they have to, you know, he has to, he, he has to kiss her, and she's about ready to throw up. And his line was, uh, "I'm gonna kiss you. You, you don't have to kiss me back." And I thought, what a great line. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do nothing. <laughs> just let me kiss you. I mean, it was, it was really very simple and very sweet. And uh, and the guy got the kiss. So um, yeah, and just just you know, but how does that how does that play in today's society? Hashtag yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm gonna that, kiss you. You don't have to kiss me back. Kiss me. I'm yeah, just gonna that, get what I'm gonna get what I want. You <laughs> I don't, don't have to do, you don't do. You just have to stay there and do nothing. Yeah, you uh, put it that way. I just now it sounds now it sounds bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, now it sounds bad. But if you do it in that voice, <laughs> sure. But if you do it like, hey, I'm going to kiss you. And, and uh, 
No, it sounds bad either way. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, just it, really, it's just it. It's I don't think the moment's changed. I think the society's changed. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Something that's sweet and innocent. You're right. It doesn't play. Yeah. It doesn't play. Unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, just just the training and just the 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 music. Bill Conti, right? Yeah, Bill Conti. Yep. Gonna fly yeah. now. Yeah, it just, I mean, come on. Uh, who didn't have that on their cassette tape? Or was it eight tracks? I can't remember. Uh, back then, I mean, that was, everybody had that plane. If you're running or jogging, you had that plane. Everybody had that going on. And so for me, it's, it's, it's got to be my top movie. And again, well, that, it's not very, I don't think that you wouldn't be running to that in 76. There was, when did the Walkman come out? Oh, uh, good question. All right, that'll what be color, that'll and be. And what color was the Walkman? It was yellow, of course. Yes, yellow and gray, I think, right? Yeah. But, so that'd be uh, interesting to think, because to see. All right, yeah. well, we are up against the clock, my friend. This has been fun. Ah, it went by too quick. I know. That's, that's crazy. Of course, we'll see Our, what the listeners say. It's like <laughs> it didn't go that quick oh. for me. They're like, oh, this thing, these guys are still talking. <laughs> what are they talking about now? Hey, for two amateurs and, you know, with, with no resume at all, I think we did okay. Yeah, it's fun. Well, we're here for yeah. each other. We're here for just to spend some time together and give Janelle something to do when she's wide awake at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah, I hope she gets some giggles out of it. And I'll, I'll have to let Lisa know. So that's two listeners. I mean, you have to grow from some point. There has to be a baseline. Yeah. Right? Yeah, as, okay. long, as long as they pay. So what, what's our how what's our prediction from let's say now until the end of the year? How many listeners? <laughs> I'll leave that to you. Let's double it. Let's say four. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We could do that. All right. We'll, just, uh, we'll, invite some, we'll invite some guests on, and then they'll uh, exponentially grow to their family members. I'll try to get all of Sofia Vagada. All right, everybody. Till next time. Till next time, Janelle. I love you, sweetie. Love you, Lisa. Bye. See ya.